You're listening to The Truth Flirts with me, Mel B, a brutally honest podcast all about the highs and lows of dating. This series is brought to you by dating app Badoo, the place to date honestly. Now, when was the last time you had a sexual health checkup? Have you ever had to tell someone you've got an STI? Today, we're talking about sexual health taboos in genital warts and all. As always, I'm joined by two guests who will be sharing their own experiences and opinions on the subject. First up, I'd like to say welcome to the Only Ways Essex star, James Locke. And I'm also joined by award-winning sex and relationships broadcaster, Alex Fox, who co-hosts the BBC Radio 1 show, Unexpected Fluids. So let's get straight into it. Um, first topic I want to talk about is sex education. Now, hopefully we all received this in school. I'm guessing that you did. Now, do you, do you remember any of it being useful? Much like some of the sexual encounters I've had, my sex ed lessons were over too quickly and lacking in uh, in skills, really. <laughs> lacking in information. So you don't think the sex, the sex education that you had at school was worth much, really? I had sex ed in the 90s. And Me too. I'm yeah, I'm from near Manchester and I was in close proximity to Canal Street in the gay mm-hmm. village. And so you would expect there to have been at least some conversations about LGBTQI communities. Yeah, exactly. That's a mouthful, isn't it? There was just no discussion of anything to do with being any type of queer. That's what right. really stands out to me. Um, and I remember the teacher giving a condom demonstration on this very God, we didn't have clinical that. phallus. Did you not? What did you no. have? No. It was more just about basic stuff like the birds and the bees and it was all diagrams. Ooh. It wasn't really intricate like that. Yeah, so you got... To, I went to like a Catholic school, so it was... It's one of them touchy subjects. That is they're, they're a very a interesting way of talking about Catholicism. Yeah, but they're, yeah, they're very they're still. They're, they're they're quite they're quite. It's a quite a touchy subject. With we go to these schools and yeah, they don't really they don't really go there. Even though you need it, it'd be a lot more beneficial. Yeah, you save you a lot of headache uh-huh, if they yeah. was to talk to us about it. They, it's, when you go to Catholic schools, it's sort of like one of them things where they sort of dismiss it. It's like they make out it, it doesn't happen. By the law, they have to give sex education in every school. Yeah, they don't yet. Yeah. They don't yet. Sex oh. ed's going to become compulsory across curriculum of all schools in England as of September 2020. And that's only just gone into play uh-huh. for 2020. The education is wasn't a bit lapsed. Now, of course, we did have it, but it wasn't, it was very... Like you just said, like the birds and the bees, it wasn't really in depth. Yeah, no, yeah, or educational. So yeah. it's very vague. Mm-hmm. And obviously, sometimes don't get me wrong. Your mum and dad might try and talk to you about it. But it's, I was going to come on to that actually. Yeah, it's, your mum and dad might talk to you, but it's a little bit of a. You trust my dad's very old school East London. He's not really. Yeah. So how something. did that conversation? How did that conversation well, go down? With it didn't happen. It just basically make sure you wrap it up, Sam. And that was about it. You slap it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you ever ever had that have that chat with your mum and dad? Have you seen the Netflix show Sex Education before? No, I haven't actually. Okay, it's Gillian Anderson plays a character in it who's a sex therapist. Yeah. Um, and the protagonist is her son, Otis, whose bedroom is over her therapy room. So he hears a lot about sex inadvertently and learns it from her. But she is very open about her own sexual exploits and and talking to him about the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs of sex. And as a result, he just feels like 
oversaturated with that. And, Is that and, what yeah, happened to you then? My mum was so open about a lot of sex stuff that there couldn't have been a more effective contraception on this planet. <laughs> I didn't want to have sex or do anything sexy for ages because I associated it with my mum, which right, I think so Freud would have a lot deterrent. to say about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I don't really remember having a properly in-depth conversation about my own sexual questions with anyone. I think I just gleaned like a little tidbit of information here and a little tip from there. And there was a lot of gossip and myths. And So the, was that mainly from your friends then, school friends or what you read in a book or was it films? It was a lot of magazines. Right, what there kind was, of magazines? Um, well, <laughs> we actually just like teenage girls magazines. Right. They were a lot more popular back in the 90s than I think they yeah. probably are now. And there was one that had a position of the fortnight in it that was seen as very titillating. I remember reading some very odd sex tips in Cosmo. Um, there was one about how you could use a shoelace as a cock ring and it advocated that you should floss around his penis with a shoelace. That sounds painful. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, you're in the middle of getting it on, you're like, just wait. Hold on a wait minute. Wait a second, I'm just going to un- unthread my air nikes and, like, tie that around your pubic hairs. No, <laughs> not a good not, thing. not good, not good yeah. at all. Now, do you think the kids of today are learning about sex through porn or what they think is is deemed to be sexy and sexual and glamorous? I think tube think? sites have changed everything in terms of pornography and people's consumption of it, including young people. So there's a massive prol- proliferation of free porn on the internet at the there moment. There is, actually, yeah. shockingly. Y- a you, lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. There is shed loads and shit tons of the stuff, isn't there? Yeah. And when I was young... Porn was actually quite difficult to see. Difficult you, to get your hands on. Yeah. The VHS tapes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or um, you'd see saucy magazines on the top shelf of the news agents or randomly find them in hedges. What is it with porn in hedges? <laughs> the big court, throw it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You find it in a hedge and you see a very big bush. But nowadays, you can just go on Google and find like... Everything's on the internet. Before, yeah. yeah. Same for me before. Anything. It's a lot harder to see because you have to go into a news agency, you have to get the magazine. But you can't, yeah, but it ain't gonna happen, is it? But now you just go on a, like, a porn site, you can write in anything and one will pop up, you know what I mean? You, you can write in any. <laughs> well, it depends on what, you're, what you, you've yeah, been searching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> popping up. Yeah, be fun. <laughs> so, when it comes to advice and sex with, with young people of today, what, what would you be saying to them or what would you like to say to them? In general, they've got to be taught that there's more respect for each other. Yeah. It's not just about sex, it's about. Respect for each other, for the fairer sex, you know. Mm-hmm. Even to the point where old school, like I've been brought up very old school, where I would, you chat to a girl, you take her out, you like, you wine and dine her, you treat her like a lady, you make her feel special. Courting, you know we call yeah, it. Yeah, courting. I like so, that. And then you do her up the arse. Yeah. <laughs> you know but you have to ask first. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who your expert fella is, but... <laughs> Ron Jeremy. Okay. Let, let's talk, talking about sex and stuff like that, let's get a bit more detailed. Do you think that condoms should be given out in school? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I think it would save a lot of headache because these kids, like, especially it's more, um, it's more impacting, more damaging to, to the female because they're the ones that effectively get pregnant. They have to carry the child around. They go through all the all the headache, all the heartache, you know, and mm-hmm. their family bear the stress. You've got some silly, I don't know, teenager, like young fella, yeah, you know, he's he's he's... He's had like the best thirty seconds of his life. You know what I mean? Hopefully, it's longer than thirty. Yeah. Seconds. Well, when you when, when you yeah when you're a teenager, it don't last. Nothing lasts very long, does it? But 
Yeah, they're talking from uh, not talking from past experiences. But anyway, <laughs> no, he's yeah. having a very yeah. bad life. I'm, I'm digging, I'm, yeah, I'm digging <laughs> it now. Yeah. But anyway, like my aunt, she had um, like my, my my cousin when she was like 14. Wow, I'm that saying, is so young. It's it's a lot more damaging for that for that person and for that family. You mm-hmm. know, it's hard. Yeah. You know, it also has a knock on effect where it's 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 mentally damaging. I don't think she's still recovered from it now. Where people look down, they, they judge her. This is the thing that when you're a child. Like when you're when you are like a young adult, you need to be. This needs to be taught. You know, you need to be taught not just about schools, not just about yeah, sex and about how to have safe sex. About what happens if you don't have safe sex. You need to. It, it's not scaring you, but it is. They need to be told that this could potentially happen. Then your life is. Not saying it's ruined. It's over, but. It, it makes life a lot harder. It's, it's a big impact on yeah, your life. Of I think you've hit on something there, though, because you're not just saying we need to give children condoms to stop children having children. Yeah. Those condoms need to be part of a larger form of communication. All yeah. condoms need to come with communication. We need yeah. to be better at talking about sex. I think it's really important. I mean, I've got a twi- I've got three girls. So I've got an eight-year-old, a twelve-year-old, and a twenty-year-old. Obviously, my 20-year-old knows everything about sex, but I started talking about sexual relationships and just the word sex when she was about 13. Good on you. And Because I, I thought, well, I don't know how the system is in America. I don't know how in-depth they go. And so she was very well educated by me. And it was, um, it kind of made us closer. In, in the beginning, it was really awkward. But I just thought, well, there's no better way, way to do it than for you to hear it from me. So our relationship got actually really, really close. And... To, to a point where she would then come to me when she started dating and going out with guys and asking me questions like, when is too soon? Or da, 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 do I make sure that he's being checked up? So it was very, very interesting, actually. And it's all just about communication. It is all about just talking. I think if the schools are not doing it, you well, for a start, as a parent, I think you, you, you have to do it. It's your job, whether it's you're raising girls or boys. Have you ever... Um, experienced a dating app where somebody has been that honest with you and said, I've had an STI, or has that ever come up up in conversation? I had a really awkward conversation not long ago. Um, I think think dating apps giving safer sex advice and safer dating advice is a brilliant idea. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some apps designed specifically for people who have herpes or are living with HIV, which I think is... It may be great if you want to connect with someone who has similar experiences to you, although I don't think people with HIV should only be restricted to dating other people who don't have HIV. Um, But there's also some apps where you can indicate whether or not you would date somebody who was living with HIV, for example. Right, I think that's fairer and probably less intrusive, isn't it? Well, I have mixed views about it because um, there's... The situation with HIV now is if you are on effective modern medication, which... which It's non-detectable. Yeah. If you, you bring down the levels of the virus in your bloodstreams, what's called an undetectable level, mm-hmm. then you cannot pass the virus on. You are not a risk to anybody else. I want to shout it from the rooftops. I think it's brilliant news. It's saving lives. But wouldn't you still but, want to be able to communicate that with somebody if you matched and you were organically like there for each other in that way? Wouldn't you want to be honest? I think it's a really good thing to be honest, but I also think that lots of people who are living with STIs uh, like HIV and herpes face still a lot of stigma and a lot of judgment from others. And I went out recently with somebody who um, is from a scientific background and they they knew the facts about modern medication and that U equals U 
undetectable equals untransmittable. And they still said to me, I have opted not to go on any dates with anyone who has HIV. And I, I found that quite heartbreaking. Wow, that is actually. Yeah. Have you or a mate ever had to tell someone you gave them an STI? Look at me for. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you've, you've got a mate. No, no just <laughs> like, in that situation. I, truthfully, I, I've never. I've, I've got pals. I've got a pal that has slept with a girl, but the girl gave him an STI. You know? Right, and then and did then he, he call her? Yeah, so, yeah. So that's 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 caused an issue. Are know? they still together? No, 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 no. They wasn't together in the first place. It's the thing. Right. Yeah. So how did he know that it was her? Did he did he go back? Because he he had and... a girlfriend. Oh, so, so then did he give the girlfriend the STI? Apparently not. But do you know something? It's one of them things. See, you the boys, we don't really talk about that. Yeah, that's what you talk about sex. Don't get me wrong, but you don't talk about. That's one of them. You know what men are like? Men 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 don't go to the doctor. Something wrong. You don't mm. go to the doctor, do you? You know, but you, not wait, all you wait until, men you, are like you, wait until that. your legs hanging off before you go and get. Do you know what I'm saying? Or your so, third legs hanging off. So how how did did he not even like describe to you how that conversation went down? Because what happened was he's told me he's told me this when he's no one is a little bit vulnerable. It's just happened, and he's a little bit his head's all over the over the place, so he's panicking, mm-hmm. you know. So then this has happened, you know, something like a one night stand has happened, and he's gone on this, is, and then he's had to go back, find out that, he, that she's given him something. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's and was she things. was she honest? Did she say yes? Oh no no no, she didn't. She didn't. But she, the thing is, right, without being rude about the lady, she had. She's a very friendly, and uh, she's been. Do you mean well, easy? Yeah. So she's been around a few. She's yeah, good time girl. Anyway, it doesn't make her a bad person, but no, it doesn't. No, it Some doesn't. women just like. But she'd sex give it to a couple of the guys. With... A couple of the guys has been. That's how they knew it was her. They'd all slept this one person. Oh my god, yeah. sloppy seconds. Yeah. Within, yeah. Oh, I am going to stick up for her here. For a start, right. First up, she may not know, have known that she was carrying an STI. Chlamydia, for example, sure 70% of women mm. and 50% of men get no symptoms whatsoever. They don't know anything know is wrong. Statistic. It can be secretly doing damage, like causing mm-hmm. scarring to your fallopian tubes and stuff over, the, over years if you don't get it treated. This is why testing is important. So this last might, might not have known. Oh, she didn't know. She's not, she's not a bad girl, as I'm saying. I, yeah. I'm not... I'm not digging at her. She uh, she obviously didn't know. But you know? how many how many guys are you talking that she like slept three with? Guys. Does she know that they all know each other? Yeah, of course. Because like Essex, yeah, Essex <laughs> is a very weird place. It's a very like it's a bubble. All quite. I don't. There's say nothing it, wrong know. with having like sharing sex. Yeah. No, it's not wrong having sex. But they always have sex with the same people. Well, especially with the show that I'm on. I think everyone dates everyone. You know, it's a bit it's a bit of a weird one. But that that actually transfers into the actual. All the haunts around around Essex, you know. You all what, kind of end up knowing each other or yeah, running into each other, a friend yeah. of a friend. This is something I've never really liked. I, I normally choose. That's why I've, I've never really. For me, I've always t- like taken myself. If I'm going somewhere, I'll take myself out of that. But I don't like. I don't like out that. of Essex. I, I don't. I would like. To, I would like to have someone seconds. If that makes sense. There's a girl could also. Mm. A lot of girls won't date or even go on a date with their friends, yeah. ex boyfriends. It's a girl thing. Yeah. In Essex, it doesn't apply. I promise really? you. It's, it's a really weird setup, and don't go on. Not everyone like it. Not right. everyone in Essex is like that. But no, of course. A lot of people are like it. There's, there's, there's more people that do share, if you like, than, right. than don't. Well, whether or not these all these fellas knew that that this girl was sleeping with multiple mm. people at the same time, 
Um, why weren't they using condoms? STIs, you can catch them from one encounter. You don't have to be someone who's having and enjoying loads of different sexual partners. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a comedian called Nathaniel Hall whose whole stand-up set um, is all about how he contracted HIV from his very first sexual encounter. Right, I know. Like, I've had a friend STIs that don't discriminate, too. no. No. I wonder why it is why we don't use condoms as much as we should use them. Why is that? It's laziness. We're fellas, like, not just fellas, we're females, males, you're out. You, most of the time you have sex, it's your alcohol intoxicated, you know? Right. And you can't, you just about can get yourself through the front door, let alone put a condom on. Do no. you carry condoms? Uh, I mean, now, no. Well, not now. Because <laughs> you're doing an interview. No, no, I'm just curious. Coming from both angles, yeah. I'm just curious because <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm single. I always have condoms in my bag. Okay, then not in then. my immediate backpack, but I, I will have them if I know I'm going to be going somewhere. Yeah. Um, well, no, me personally, no, I don't. You don't? You no. should. No. We need to get you a gift Package of condoms going back. permanently. Well, actually, I do have right on cue. Have <laughs> some condoms. Need to get you need some condoms. I ain't got to stand up and do a demonstration, have I? Why no, don't, don't you? Yeah. Why don't yeah, why you? Don't? No, not the demonstration. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm saying, Blimey, what's going on? Sorry, why sorry. don't you carry condoms, though? Why don't um, you? Is it because you wear tight trousers? Yeah. <laughs> well, you should be looking. <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm just Yay. asking a question. Cheeky. Thinking about it now, it's silly not to. It really it's, is. It's, it's something you just don't, you don't, I don't, I don't know, I just don't think about. Okay, there's three men here doing audio and filming. Do you three have condoms on you? I've been my girlfriend, my wife, 13 years. And, oh, uh, all right, so you're, you've, you're, you get you're a pass out. Answer bonded. the question. What about you? <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, okay, yeah. What about you two? Empty pockets. 10 years. 10 years, okay, so you're, you've got Empty a, all a your pass pockets out. and your jackets, I want to see. How about you? Not on me, in my drawer. Okay, that's oh, good. Oh, good. In your drawer so, at work. So, so, what so you do, do you have it? Do you do you have gone, condoms in your drawer? Lot, yeah. Well, where's guy code? Nice one. <laughs> got no, these two digging me out. Don't use freestyle on me as well. Do you, do you have condoms got, in your bedside you drawer? Your I've got condoms in a local chemist. So you don't have any no. even in your bedroom? No. I think some guys, in your defence, worry that if they carry condoms, it will look presumptuous that they're going to get laid. Yeah, yeah definitely. There's that. You know, you said, oh, you know, at what point do you, do you get the condoms out? You know, I think a lot of people worry that if they do go for a Johnny, then someone's going to think, oh, this guy thinks he's got it in the bag going that he's going to get in my bag. Yeah. I think most guys do that anyway. So then it should be a conversation ahead of time. <laughs> You know, when that time comes, if we're going down that it's alleyway... It doesn't happen, does it? See, I think... See, I talk about everything, so I would yeah, talk about that. It is, like, I'm would. quite straight. I'm quite straight. I'm quite a forward person, but I still wouldn't talk about about that. Like, I think what you just said there, it is very, like, presumptuous. Like, you, you put out the pack of condoms, do you know what I mean? <laughs> the, the lady would think, like... You, do you know what I'm It could be an off-put. I'm 37 now, and work quite prominently within sexual health. And I have still had men try and persuade me to have sex with them without a condom when we're not fluid bonded, which means where that's where you've... Exclusive. Yeah, you're exclusive and you've both been tested, so you know your status. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that anyone would try and make me, of all people, not not use a condom. Um, and what were, what was the line? What was the... Is the classic lines that Oh, I've heard used? a few. I've heard a few. I've heard... Oh, I just can't feel as much when I'm wearing a condom. To which my answer is, nowadays you can get ones made out of like 
really thin polyisoprene. And they're more sensitive. Yeah, the yeah, Jurex yeah. invisible ones, which aren't actually invisible. They're not like a Casper the Friendly Ghost for your cock or anything. They are finer than a human hair. Right. Like, so if you're telling me that something, the thickness of a human hair stops your penis from being sensitive, then... I'm finding that hard to believe. But also, that can be a one. good thing. I don't have one of those, but I've got some other interesting ones with me. Okay. Sometimes condoms mean you can feel slightly less, means that you can last slightly longer, if that's important to you. And now there's condoms that cover everything. You've got the... Um, what, like your whole that, body? <laughs> no, the ones that taste. Yeah. The ones that tingle, that stimulate. They have a condom for everything that you desire, I think, to help with your sexual encounter being extra special condoms don't have to be like a bit of a chore like oh we've got to so we should you can get ones with loads of extras right let's see what's in my little my little bag right here i've got you've got lots of different condoms I've got lots of different ones this one is a glow-in-the-dark one for a bit of fun turn your willie into a lightsaber i think you i think <laughs> yeah. you'd like that one yeah i'd like that one um, i knew you would yeah this one is called a pleasure dome okay it's flared at the end like round the bell end basically so it's got a bit more movement it's sort of baggy really uh, yeah and because it, it moves more naturally against the penis a lot of guys find condoms tight and restricting and they don't like, like that sensation um well, it'll stop you so being a carrier of an STI, won't it? Um, and then these ones, let's see what you make of these. These were designed to um, help disabled people, but they're good for everybody. These are called wingman condoms, if you open them up. What's a wingman condom? They've got a little um, plastic holder around the edges of them that means that you can put them on with one hand in the dark and they'll definitely be the right way up. Oh, my God. It just doesn't look right, does it? It looks a bit noy. It does. Well, you are about to be doing something naughty once this comes out. Yeah. Naughty, but nice. That's really interesting. So, talking condoms, have you ever used Just or come across like um, a femidom? Done that before, haven't you? <laughs> yes, I have. Okay. Do you know what a femidom is? Yeah, the, the female, female, yeah. Have you ever yeah. come across any of that? Let's have a look at that one. No. So, I mean, you the thing it. is, you, you put a lot of the blame onto men, but women don't carry these either, do they? No, I mean, like we, we were saying, we do. I do. Well, you, carry, you carry these? No, I've never carried one of these and I've so never I mean, actually so used carrying, one of these. You're carrying a condom for a man, so then you're being presumptuous thinking that he's got to put that on. Why can't you, you put one of these well, on? Well, maybe I would help him put it on. Would you? Probably not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've got can long make, nails. <laughs> you can make putting a condom on a guy really Fun sexy. And sexy, well. yes. He's getting a bit keen, he's getting warmed up. I'm just no, you I'm can. trying to sell it to you, James. Yeah, you're selling it. Yeah, you're yeah. selling it to me, trust me. There's there's a little trick called um well, I'll give it its clean name. Condom counting, where you look your partner in the eye and you say, I'm going to slide this condom on you and I'm going to take 10 full seconds and you are not allowed to touch me until I hit 10. So that, that sounds good. 10 seconds to, to put it on, or as long as you need to take 20. Not with me, you wouldn't. I'd electrocute you. <laughs> That's fine, I'm going to be scared of you. But I'm kidding with you. Yeah, the but, things don't want to go back to your ass. But if you count down from ten, like ten, that could be nine. sexy. Yeah, putting so, it on. Oh, no. <laughs> he said he's going to be falling asleep. Yeah. We're going to take a short break now to talk about online dating. For any of those unwanted intimate photos that strangers might send you, Badoo has introduced a private detector using breakthrough technology. So if someone sends you a photo which reveals more than you might want to see, you get the option to look at it or not. 
Okay, so Alex, you mentioned earlier about how to communicate in the bedroom. How would you go about bringing up or introducing sex toys? How would you go about doing that? Ooh, there's loads of ways you can do that. I think some people worry that if they just say, hey, what do you think about this? And bring out a dildo the size of a prize-winning marrow or something, that the person they're with is going to be really intimidated. Yeah. 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 Um, So one good way of going about it is... um, Send a little text so that uh, you're suggesting, oh, you know, what would you think about using a vibrator on me tonight or something? Then that person gets to sit with the idea. You're not like in front of them, staring them down, waiting for an answer. And they can mull it over. And there's really cute vibrators out there now. They're not all those big, horrible, disgusting looking ones from way back in the day. You've got small ones, you've got pretty colours, you've got... Ones that are just for certain parts of your lady bit. Why are you smirking? <laughs> You've it's never used a vibrator or no, a sex toy no, with your partner. But I think, yeah, with your partner you would. See me, I'll be honest, I'm quite old school, so but So you wouldn't feel comfortable. Uh, for me, using. no, but just like everyone, whatever floats your boat, you know what I mean? But for me, everyone's different. Yeah, you know, of everyone's course. different. Now don't get me wrong, I'm always open to try new things, but for me personally, I'm I'm yeah, I'm quite old school. I'm I'm very satisfied with the like, I don't need something to turn... If I'm with someone, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm attracted that there enough for me. But what happens if the woman wants, say, for example, a clitoris stimulator or something but that... I find it... See, me personally, I, I'd find it I'd, I'd find it quite... I'd find it offensive. I'll take, I'll take so offence to it. So your ego would be damaged. Yeah, my ego would, would be damaged. Because I'm thinking, well, why do you need that? Why can't, what's, what's not good enough about me? Well, you shouldn't think of it like that, though, because mm. women, if they want to experiment with you, for a start, they're doing it with you, not just by themselves, it just adds, like, another layer of sexual sexiness. Rather than trying to think of sex toys as the enemy that mm. you're competing with, you could think of them as a tool that makes you even better, even better than the exactly. skilled, not gorgeous you man getting, you already are. Yeah, but not if you misses get more fun at the sex toy than you. Well, a lot of She's women do get you're a, you're fun out of sex toys. Yeah. You could put an amazing show on for you. Yeah, but I, yeah, okay. So you're, you are very much old school, as in yeah. the man should be able to pleasure the woman and if anything added comes yeah. along with that, you're not going to feel like you are pleasuring yeah, but, your but, woman. The woman, like, she's enough for... Like, I've, never had, I've never had any complaints and the woman is enough for me, you know? Right. And I think, it's, for me, it's not like I'm a caveman, you know, but mm. it's just I'm, I'm, I'm brought up in a, in a certain way. I'm quite old school. And, yeah, for me, don't get me wrong, look, I'm open to things, but it's not mm-hmm. really... Not, it's not, it's not, not your thing. It's not my thing, you know? Not only, only is that old school, that does actually make out as though you're really good in bed also. For your Honestly, credit, no which complaints. is good. I do think girls talk about sex toys, obviously, a lot more than guys. Because, you know, if my friend has just got a new sex toy, she'll then call me up and tell me, oh, my God, you've got to get this or you've got to try that. And it becomes a topic of conversation. And I find that really interesting. And it's us girls helping us girls out, whether you're single or whether you're with somebody. See, with guys, I think guys, nine times out of ten, guys are selfish lovers. Are you, a, are you a selfish lover then? Yeah, well, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I am. Oh, I am. God. Gone from being the best in bed to not so good <laughs> in bed no, at all. No, don't, no, no, you can, guys, see, like, I don't know, you can, you can it's foreplay, yes, all for it, you know, <laughs> and being an attentive lover in that respect, but I'm talking about, see, with the sex toys, I, I just, look, me personally, I wouldn't go, go that far. Like, I, I, it's, you can, there's enough things you can do with your own body. If a woman asks to use a sex toy, or anyone does, it doesn't mean that they are criticising your lovemaking skills. 
Um, 80% of women... not be. (laughs) (laughs) But 80% of women need direct, sustained clitoral stimulation in order to orgasm. And standard penetrative intercourse, it doesn't get the clit lit all the time. It's not (laughs) not a guy's hilarious. Um, It makes sense. Bringing in a toy is just, it's a great way of meeting both people's needs and having a really explosive, exciting sexual experience. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong necessarily with what you're doing now. It's just another thing to explore that could make it even better. Who have you been speaking to? What am I doing wrong? We've been oh, speaking to all of I'm your ex girlfriends. Reveal yourselves now. Yeah. You're no good. That's what I've done, So if you don't have a partner and are having casual sex, the advice is to go to a sexual health clinic every six months. What has your experience been of going to clinics? You see, for me, I think I'm quite open with this. I'll, I'll go and get checked. Good. I think it's good to get checked. That That's doesn't. Really I don't good. get embarrassed about stuff. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't feel embarrassed about sex and stuff like that because everyone does it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just one of them things. You go in there. I just think, look, as an adult, as you get older, you become more confident and you stop worrying about see, see things, like the silly things. Going to a sex clinic just seems like it's just one of them things that you do. See, so a lot of these places, you go in there, it's this thing, it's like you just go in there, it's like... These, these nurses, like, like, like normally like an older lady, it's like going to chat to you, feel like you're going to see your, your auntie or something. So they don't, do you know what I mean? You've been a relationship with them, you're like, I'm back. Well, she's like, you're back again, yeah. Back. I'm back. So you're not embarrassed. That's that's really good to hear. Yeah, I think a lot of guys ain't embarrassed. So do, do, she, do, do they ask you questions when you go in there? Obviously they ask the the, 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 uh, the general stuff and what you want to be tested for and et cetera, mm-hmm. you know, but they keep it quite regimented where it's quite... Professional, you know, you're not in there for a chat. You're in there to get something checked to make sure that you're that you're safe, that you haven't mm-hmm. gone and got like, contracted something that could potentially be life threatening. You know. How about you, Alex? I go to the clinic quite a lot. Um, it doesn't really bother me. I figure that they've seen and screened a million peens and jeans. They've seen it all before. Mm-hmm. Um, although I understand that for a lot of other people, it's a nerve wracking experience. Um, I think a lot of folks worry that it's going to hurt. Actually, the tests you get these days are a lot faster and a lot less invasive than they used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you can do your own swabs as a woman. So they'll give you that long old cotton bud and you just go and swirl it around your cooch and you're sorted. Um, They will ask you questions like about your sexual history. They're not being nosy. They're just trying to ascertain what risks you might have been exposed to so they can make sure that they look after you. Um, if you are, do you find that you get a positive diagnosis for something, they can usually treat it straight away or help you manage it. And a lot of clinics these days have a service where if you give them the phone numbers of anyone that you have slept with where you think they, they might have asked... They call yeah, them for you. I've never heard of that. You. They'll text all your partners anonymously so that you don't have to... That's brilliant. Have the, well, tell know, me don't want to see them anymore. <laughs> It's absolutely brilliant. Breakup, it's a yeah. good idea because I think a lot... Of, I think it's a really good idea. It's brilliant when people do feel responsible and confident enough to tell ex-partners or, or current partners, hey, I've been diagnosed with something you need to get checked. But a lot of people don't feel able to do that. And so that service helps look after those exes without anyone feeling like they're going to cringe themselves inside out. For me, you can do it online, can't you? You can order a test online. You can. You can. So Have you done lot, one of those? Yeah, you can do it. It's a lot easier. Especially, look, I'm not trying to say I'm, I'm super famous, but it's, it's hard when you're going in. And somebody you, you, recognises you, 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 you yeah, or you you'd bump experience into it a lot anyone. more. Yeah, where, and now people are now with these camera phones, like you go, you go down to shops and, and someone's taking a picture of you, some, yeah. like a sneaky picture. So yeah. going into a clinic, it's hard. So when you're dating somebody new, at what point do you say to them, you know, when was your last test? 
Um, do you know something? Yeah, it's a difficult one. It is a difficult or can one. you get tested before we have sex? You can't really say both that. get tested. Yeah. I've said that. You've said that? Of course I have, yeah. yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Yeah, no, listen, it is good, but it, it is a difficult thing. And obviously, yeah, it's, it's a difficult thing. Like, I don't know, maybe if you, if you start courting someone and you start dating them and then you make yourself exclusive with that person. But is that before or after sex that you do that? Yes, I mean, so that's what I'm trying to say. You've already had sex, but then maybe six in months. In your yeah. case, you've already had sex. Yeah. What is this, interrogation? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But I, I do think it's important to have that conversation before you have sex. I feel like yeah. I'm telling you off like you're one of my kids <laughs> right now. Because I've done it and you'd yeah. be surprised if it's, if it's just part of a conversation how willing and able that conversation actually, the, the outcome ends I up being. I could do like, if I'm on a date, little prick on a finger, I'll do a quick test. <laughs> no, you up. don't want to do that. Quickly, yeah. No, but you I've know? done that. I've literally been out on the however many date and I can see it's heading down that area and I've gone, let's go to the clinic together. We'll go to a private clinic mm. together and get it done. How about you, Alex? <laughs> Um, I think it's a brilliant idea to have a conversation before you have sex, especially I would always have a conversation before I had unprotected sex with someone, even though I'm on hormonal contraception, so I couldn't get pregnant, but about STIs. Um, I think it's a good opener for talking about sex more generally and sexual tastes and maybe like where the relationship's going. But one thing I've started to do recently is um, if I go and get tested as a matter of course, which I do, and I do home tests as well, there's lots of reasons why people might not find it convenient or desirable to go to a clinic. Mm. And in those cases, home testing is a really good option. Good. You can either, you can get them free in a lot of places um, or you can pay for them on the internet. They're around 20 to 30 pounds, I think. Yeah, not a lot of money. Um, yeah. You can get your results texted to you often really within good. like a week or two. They're really, really good. Um, the only concern I have is that if you did get a positive diagnosis that you weren't expecting, being on your own at home could be quite upsetting, you know? Mm. So sometimes going to the clinic and having someone to chat to you face-to-face -face who can also ask you questions like, how's the rest of your health? Or how's your relationship? Are you happy? You know, doctors and nurses often do lots of other checks around just testing for STIs. When I've been single and gone for my standard tests, mm -hmm. I have texted people that I have been intimate with recently and said, oh, just letting you know... I went and got tested today. Um, it, everything came back negative. So hopefully that is reassuring information for you. So I think normalising conversations about STIs, not just when the, the news is challenging, helps to open up the conversation and, and make it more more of a normal, usual thing yeah. to talk about it. Apparently, there's two-thirds of Brits have never been tested for an STI. I think that's the older generation, though. Because there but is... Obviously, my, like, my nan had never been down the clinic. Do you know what I mean? She ain't going to go and get checked, so... You know, <laughs> yeah, be a bit you worried. never know. There was, She's still going there was it, a story not so long ago about old people's homes, how they'd contracted a large amount of STIs. It was like a bit of an epidemic, I read. You are point. bang on. You're Is bang that on. actually yeah. true? There's a bit of an in-joke amongst sex educators about granorrhea <laughs> because the amount of diagnosis. Oh, my God, I just got that. That <laughs> this, is hilarious. It's not bit, funny, but it actually is. You just put it like that, but my gosh. In like 45 to 55, 55 to 65 and 65 plus age groups, we've seen a real rise in STI rate, rates and it's partly because people are getting divorced and then starting new relationships later in life which maybe wasn't happening as much in the past 
Things like HRT and Viagra mean that people are having sexually active um, experiences later mm-hmm. in their lives as well. Um, and yeah, folks who are in the twilight years uh, at old old people's homes and Don't elderly feel the care need homes, to use protection. No, and often they think, well. I'm not long of of this earth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna sow my wild oats while I still can. And because pregnancy is obviously no longer a risk, they decide that they're not gonna use protection. But if you contract an STI when your immune system is perhaps a little bit more fragile as an older person, um something like chlamydia can make quite poorly. Let me ask you, would you ever date somebody who openly said they had an STI? No. Or have had an STI? Um I think it's a bit weird that they'd tell me that they had an STI. It's weird that they'd be that honest with you. Yeah, like, yeah, just to let you know, I had chlamydia the other week. Uh, <laughs> but it's gone yeah, now. Right? Say, Hold on, let's go. But it's yeah, gone yeah. now. What are you saying? So yeah. you wouldn't date somebody. No, you would rather like, not know. I think you're a nut. You're a nut job and I'd be straight out the door. I don't know, it's a very tricky subject. And I know it's all right saying it. It's very all well and good if someone's like you and very... Or like yourself, and I've they're very forward. I've always been like that. I've always been very vocal sexually yeah. about certain things that I need to know about. Yeah, but a lot of people... And inquisitive. Yeah. But a lot of people I understand are yeah, not um, like yeah. that. Yeah, a lot of people are quite reserved yeah. when it comes to it. But that's why dating online, I think, is really good for a lot of people because it mm. takes out the shyness. It takes that they can just be a little bit anonymous for just that little bit longer but still be open to dating. But... Let before we finish, finish. I want to know: Have either of you had any disastrous um, dates? Do you know? Say, I, I wouldn't see me. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a massive like see dater. So, that, but then, how do you go about meeting somebody? Is no, it a no, I do go on dates. Like, I, went on, I went on a date. I went on a date last night. I went out. I took a. I took a girl out, and I don't know. Wine and dined her. Yeah, wine and dined her. But something, I'm very old school. I'll take someone out for a nice dinner where you can talk to them and get to know them. For me, I'm very old school in that respect. Um, that, that I would take someone out, I'd go for dinner, a few drinks, and then uh, you, you get to know someone over, 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 over a conversation, over a meal, you know? Yeah. When do you then tell her you want to take her on another date? Do you do it that night? Tell her straight do you away. Do it I today? Said, like, like, yeah, you say, like, I want to say, listen, I've had a good night, I'd like to see you again. It's, it's just casual, isn't it? You say, I'd like to see you again, and that's it. See, for me, I'm very, sometimes I'm quite, I get told I'm quite laid back. When you're too much and you're chasing someone too much, you overly chase someone. But there's nothing like the chase. If you can keep that going, that would be, that's a key to a relationship, I think. You know, keeping that chase. Mel and James, have you heard of micro dating at all? No. Um, This is when, if your life does change, like you have kids or someone becomes ill or you've got work stresses, but you still don't want to like, let things go as you put it um but you're finding it harder to go on those big whining and dining dates because you don't have the time or the money or the kids need you or whatever then you just make little tiny dates together really small things like agreeing that whatever time the sun goes down you'll take five minutes to watch it holding hands together oh i love stuff like that when you like brewing up agree that for as long as the kettle is boiling you'll just snog each other that is a very that small thing. That seems way too long for me. <laughs> Jesus, I'm like, oh, God. You're just gagging for a brew, that's why. <laughs> yeah, probably. Still- is that a thing, micro-dating? Micro-dating, yeah. I've never heard or of Or, like, that. pick a book to read together. It can be an erotic book if you want to make it sexy. And just read a couple of pages to each other every night. Or if you do have children, like, grab their paints or whatever and paint together as a family. Mm. Um, that's great. But maybe... 
draw your partner or something like that. So looking after the family becomes something special between the two of you as well. I love that. I think it is harder to maintain relationships when you've got more going on in your life. And I Everyone's hear from got a, a lot of parents. Hour, That's yeah. When the kids go to bed, you've still got... Yeah. Like, like my dad always just... When I come, when I come from like a council estate, so he, he worked all the hours under the sun. He had a couple of jobs. My mum was exactly the same, but it still would make time. You know, so still make time to mm-hmm. even if you're ordering a takeaway, you ain't got even if you, you ain't got enough time to cook, you order a takeaway in, and then we'll go to bed and they'll put us to bed. And, and, and yeah, and they've yeah. got their evidence saying to if it's their their time, like TV's off, it's just them two talking. So I like that, that. That's still enough. And so, I mean, if, if I can, something I that they can do it, then anyone can do it. It's people just not making you can always look if you love someone, you'll make time for them. It's possible. Like and that's a really good way to end it. I like that. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you, James, for joining. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. And to you guys listening in, please do subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. If you like what you heard, we'd love you to share a review of us. Join the conversation by following at UK on Instagram. And if you're single and looking, then don't forget to download the app where a world of honest daters is waiting for you. Thank you very much for listening.